Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's a good show. Hey, honeys, welcome to episode 99 of Natch Butte. Get excited. Episode 100 is coming, and it is coming hard, honey. So get ready for next week. I'm very excited about that. First, I want to say to everybody, thank you for all the honeys that uh, purchased the Lolly Natch Butte collection. I really couldn't believe that the Pank Plum Elixir sold out within hours. The Lolly Beauty people were very excited. We had the most amazing day of just being so excited and reading all the messages and seeing everybody say they were checking them out and they were excited about their products. It truly was a very exciting, wonderful, beautiful day for me. So thank you to the honeys, as always, for your support. It means so much to me. Woo! Didn't think I'd get emotional, but I did. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who checked out the products. As I am recording this, they have been restocked. So if you want to still check them out, uh, there's a real cute banner at the top of the page. If you go to Lolly beauty.com. That's L-O-L-I beauty.com. You can click the um, banner and say shop Natch Butte. And then once you're there, there are three products. There's the Pank Plum Elixir, which is a super yummy MacGyver of all oils. I defy you to find something you can't put it on, okay? Hair, skin, nails, beard, scalp, lips, nips, rub it on anything. Delicious, nutritious, beautiful oil. Then we have the Pank Micellar Water, which will take off your makeup, tone up that skin, moisturize and cleanse with no water needed. Smells like fancy rich people roses. You deserve it, babe, okay? And then we have the Pank Patea Mask which is so dang cute, but also dang potent. Vitamin C exfoliating cleanser, decongesting scrub, and blemish soother in one. All these products are multitasking. You can mix and match with them. You can mix the mask with a couple drops of the Pank Elixir. You can use the Pank Micellar Water to mix your mask. You can, I'm telling you, mix and match and have a good time and rest and have a moment to yourself. Um, The products go together or work solo. Once again, they are available at lollybeauty.com, L-O-L-I-B. Beauty.com. And don't forget, for the love of God, use code NATCH. Use code NATCH. If you use code NATCH, you will get 15% off of all of the Lolly Beauty site. Or if you buy all three products, you are going to get 20% off with code NATCH. So again, thank you to the honeys for the support. And thank you if you still want to check them out. They are available. So thank you for that. Um, I say this all the time and I'm really going to get into it next week, but I am nothing without y'all. <laughs> I'm really nothing without y'all. The true influencers are the people listening. The true list, the true influencers are the listeners of podcasts. And I'm very grateful that y'all support Nashville and you listen every week and that y'all bought these products. It really was amazing and warm to me. And I'm just so appreciative. But I'll really cry next week on the 100th ep, so I'm going to wrap that up. Okay. Woo! I didn't even think that was going to happen. Okay, so this episode, I speak with the sisters behind the brand Manic Panic, and they are 
really fun and we have a great time. And because it was a sister-sister moment, I decided for the bonus extension for Stitcher Premium of this episode, you are going to hear a conversation with my own sister who happened to randomly be in town last week. So if you want to hear like um, a 25-minute extended episode of this episode, go to stitcherpremium.com, use code STARBURNS for your first month free. And you can hear all the new extended episodes of Natribute. Basically, every month I'm going to have two extended episodes. I'm going to be doing bonus episodes and uh, lots of fun things, including the entire back catalog of Natribute ad-free is on Stitcher Premium as well. So I just wanted to let everybody know if that sounds exciting. And I'm going to be honest, I started crying and it's burning. Something is burning my face. Oh, I'm burning right now, but you know what? If you're emotional, you just have to deal with your eyes burning. It might be my sunscreen. I don't know, but honey, it's on fire right now. I'll be honest. Okay, that's all I was going to tell you all about. I did want to tell you all about South by Southwest. If anybody is going to be at South by, y'all got to come see me, okay? I'm doing so many exciting, fun things at South by Southwest. I'm doing a Nash Butte Live on the stage there. I'm doing a Speaker Connect. I'm doing a meetup with Forever 35. So all listeners of Nash Butte and Forever 35 can come meet us and hang out. And um, you can RSVP just so we know you're coming. But no, you know, if you don't feel like RSVPing, don't worry about it. There's room for everybody. But the meetup is going to be on Sunday, March 10th. It's at Craft in Austin. And if you want to see the RSVP page, I will put it in... Uh, I'll put it on Nashby.com on this episode, and I will put it in my bio uh, of Natch- the Nashbute Instagram. So check that out. Come see us in Austin. Come see me if you have a South by, uh, South by badge. My show is going to be on Tuesday, March 12th. If you have a South by badge, you can come see Nashbute Live. I'm also going to be at the Wellness Expo, which is the uh, 9th and 10th, uh, which I'm pretty sure you can get in without a badge, and I'm doing something on the stage on Saturday at the 9th at, I believe, 4 p.m. So everybody come see me. If you live in Austin or if you're traveling to Austin for South by Southwest, come see Natribute. Come see Jackie J. Help me out because um, I always think I'm going to be the kid that doesn't have anybody show up. And I want to look good so they invite me back again next year. So everybody come see me at South by that's all I had to say. Let's get to episode 99 of Natribute. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural butte. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natribute, 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 Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Natch Butte. This is your host, the host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, the beauty talk shock jock, Jackie Johnson. Welcome to Natch Butte. Oh, baby. I am so excited for my guests today. First, I'm just going to start off by saying, for those of you who don't know, when I was a very little girl growing up in rural Dallas with dark brunette hair, I knew that when I looked in the mirror, I really wasn't seeing who I truly was. Because when I saw the Little Mermaid and I saw Ariel swimming up to the shore in a little circular pattern with her red hair flowing, I said, oh, I'm supposed to look like that. So I begged my mom to let me color my hair red for years. And when I was 13, I started using Sun-In over the summer to start lightening my hair. And it got so light that my mother finally said, well, we have to color your hair. What have you done? So I said, Mom, 
I think it's time. And she agreed. And I came out of the bathroom like a phoenix from the ashes, a new person, a new woman, the woman who I was supposed to be. And I have been a redhead ever since. And that was over 20 years ago. So I say this only to tell everyone the power of hair color and the power that you have to alter and rock the appearance that you want to rock. And I have two guests today that know all about this because... They are the punk rock pioneers of creative hair color, and they are the tastemakers of this movement. They're entrepreneurs. Their story is so awesome. They started the world's first alternative beauty brand. We all know it, Manic Panic. I used it all through high school. You can buy it at Hot Topic. All the cool kids know about Manic Panic. They are leaders of the hair color revolution. They're disruptors of the concept of beauty. Manic Panic has remained 100% vegan and cruelty-free since its inception over 40 years ago. We have so much to discuss, and I'm so happy to have my guests with me today. I have Tish and Snooky Belomo here with me today. Welcome to Natch Butte. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> Thank you both for being here. Just so everybody knows, Snooky is here with me in L.A. in my studio, and Tish is on the phone with us in New York. So we are multi-coastal today, baby. Get excited. (laughs) Thank you both for being here. Oh, thank you for having us. Oh, we have so much to discuss. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I guess let's start at the very beginning, if you don't mind. Sure. Oh, that sounds great. So let's take us back to New York City, the 70s. You're two punk rock chicks, your sisters. You're on tour with Blondie. And you decide to start a beauty brand. So let us into that process. How did that come about? How did that conversation start? Well, I think we, uh, I mean, as far as touring goes with Blondie, that was, we were touring uh, New York City. (laughs) Hey, hey, that counts. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Well, since it's the center of the universe, of course it counts. We didn't even make it to the Bronx, although we tried to get a gig in the Bronx, but... They wouldn't have us. Well, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> I know. I'm sure they'd like us now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, but we um, opened the first punk boutique in America. And we had all always had this um, passion for makeup and hair since we were little kids. We never wanted to be um, children we always wanted to be adults and we wanted to, you know, have makeup on and, you know, be glamorous and traipse around in spike heeled shoes that were way too big on us. And just, you know, anything that had feathers or glitter that, you know, we were drawn like moths to the flame. So we, you know, it would make sense that we would want to uh, start a beauty brand. Plus our mother was a commercial artist and she had paints and glitter and all sorts of things we could dip our little paws into and, you know, put all over our bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those were our toys. I love that. All her art supplies. And she was cool with that. Well, not when we put it on our faces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, when I was a little older and I was, I must've been like 14 or 15 and I was going out at night. Of course, you know, we could sneak out at night and, um, 
getting to clubs and stuff because drinking age was 18. And if you're 15 and you look like you're 18, you could get in. So I remember leaving the house with green glitter eyebrows that I had, you know, put eyelash glue all over my eyebrows and um, had these gorgeous green glitter brows. And my mother looked at me and because all the glitter was hers, she said, do you know that some of those are made out of glass? <laughs> <laughs> and that's still true. It yeah. is. So you do have to be careful what you put around your eyes. That's true. Yes. I, I've seen some um, some bad YouTube tutorials of using, you know, little Kmart craft glitter on your eyes. Yeah, and that's yeah. not okay. No, no, no it's no. not. But, Very few glitters that you can put around your eyes. But <laughs> glitter green brows, pretty punk rock. Yes. <laughs> and and at the time was that I mean were people staring was it or was this kind of normal amongst your scene something like that? Um it wasn't exact no it was not normal. I I mean people were still basically hippies at that time going into sort of a a glam scene and um uh you know very vintagey and glam and um I used to love to go to all the gay bars and so it was you know it was accepted whatever you wore was accepted but you know it was kind of a very vintagey glittery glammy kind of look so but it wasn't i mean i you know we grew up in the bronx and (laughs) no nobody nobody did that (laughs) well again i mean pioneers pioneers of of these looks and these these concepts. So, so from there, what, what was the catalyst for like, Hey, we should, so you had your store. What was the catalyst for like, we need to make some hair color. Well, we opened our store because everybody loved our look when Mm -hmm. we went out or when we were on stage. So we thought, well, let's open a store as a sideline to our singing career and see what happens. And, um, the business ended up taking over our lives and um, from the very beginning, we we just sold little bits of all different cosmetic and hair color lines, you know, stuff mm-hmm. we loved and that we would wear ourselves. We'd never sell anything that we didn't wear mm-hmm. ourselves and didn't truly believe in. And to this day, we're like that. Love and there, there were lots of... Um, private label companies or lots of theatrical makeup companies, but none of them had a complete line that was, that would uh, make uh, somebody in rock and roll complete. Mm-hmm. Punk rock, you know? <laughs> so we had all the lines combined and just bits and pieces of each one that made sense to us. And we, since we were on stage all the time, we knew how to use everything so we could give somebody advice on how to use something, how to make it stay on, how to uh, combine a few different things to make something else. So even with the hair color, I was sitting there, you know, mixing up special colors for special people. And, the, you know, it got, I, I had a clientele that would call me up and said, I, I need more of that blood red that you mixed up for me. Can you, you know, uh, have it ready by six? I have a gig, you know, okay. So, you know, we would we would do that. We would do anything for anybody, basically, because we were, um, uh, you know, we weren't like a regular business and we had no 
business model, you know, where, you know, no business training where somebody would say, well, you know, your hours are not, well, they would never nine o'clock because we could get up <laughs> early. But you have to close the store at eight because that's what it says on your sign. No, if somebody wanted something, we would stay till midnight usually if we could, if we didn't have a gig. That's so cool. I bet people would people come in there and y'all would kind of make them over or like recommend things and kind of oh, change yeah. it. That's so cool. Yeah. That would have been a cool movie or uh, a cool TV show. Oh, it's yeah. not too late, baby. Manic makeovers, <laughs> right? Oh, I love that. That's so cool. So you started making. How did you even know how to make a hair color, though? I mean, I don't know how to do that. Well, we didn't know how to make a hair color. We just were selling all different brands. Mm-hmm. And uh, knew how to mix colors, too, so, um, you know, we could get extra colors that weren't available. But, um, you know, finally, we we had, uh, we were importing color and selling domestic color. And we just got um, basically so screwed over by one of the lines we were um, supposed to be distributing and we're supposed to be very exclusive. And we... um, they were selling to our customers behind our backs oh. and all of this. So finally we said, let's just make it ourselves and um, get a factory to do it with our specifications. It's going to look cooler. It's going to work better. And, you know, we'll get everything we want. So we tracked down the guy who actually invented these type of colors. And he, you know, he said to us, oh, I wondered when you'd contact me. And we said, well, we just found out who you are and, you know, we want you to make us hair color. So it all worked out. And how did y'all come up with the name Manic Panic? Our mother thought of it. It's so cool. When we were trying to think of a name for the store, she she was working in a mental hospital. And um, it's a psychiatric term when patients can go into a manic panic. So she said, oh, why don't you call it Manic Panic? And it was just the perfect name. A little too perfect sometimes. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a term. That's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we would get calls sometimes um, from people thinking it was like a manic depressive hotline. And we'd have to, like, you know, steer them to a, a hospital or something <laughs> because people would think, you know, it was some you know, that we were wow. there to help, which we kind of were there to help, right. though, but that way. But a different way. And yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> Color therapy is very strong. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember, both of you remember the first alternative, quote unquote, color that you dyed your own hair? And how old were you? Uh, I, th- I think I was about 14 or 15, and it wasn't that alternative. It was it was like black, black. Yeah, that counts. Like fake, fake black. And I dyed my hair with it. And my mother looked at me and said, your hair looks dead. <laughs> and you're like, that's exactly what I was Thank trying you. to achieve. <laughs> what yeah, about you, Snooky? Mine was red. Mm-hmm. Not so alternative, but that was my gateway color. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I was... 17 or 18, and I was disappointed because I just put it over my brown hair and I was expecting it to be red. Right. And it was just a really slight tint. I didn't understand about 
pre-lightning or right. anything like that. <laughs> we all learned that lesson, huh? And I've learned that myself. Yep. That's a perfect transition into uh, the DIY aspect of Manic Panic. I feel like that's one of the kind of punk rock undertones of the brand is the whole point of it is you buy a bottle, you go home, you trash your sink, you use your hands, you get in there. It doesn't look perfect. It, it, was that something that you went into the brand wanting it to be a huge part of it? Or did that kind of just evolve over time with the brand? I think I don't know. It just it just happens, you it's know. It's just the way we are. It's it's always yeah. you know. It was just a natural thing. I mean, when I first dyed my hair, I think the first color I really used that was like bright, you know, was a, um, maybe fuchsia shock, and um, I remember just getting it. Um, I wasn't too bad. I wasn't too sloppy, but a lot of people are. But I always wear a plastic bag like a dress. Oh, yeah. A garbage bag. That's a good tip, actually. Why have I never done that? Yeah, Yeah, and then, you know, once you you finish dying, then you just slip it off and slip it over your head and wrap it around your head like an extra, like, plastic, and then you can put... Your shower cap on top and keeps it warm. Why haven't we met? Because I, this is what I've been doing for, like I said, 20 plus years. I have like a trashy shirt, like a trash shirt. It's like a uh-huh. t-shirt that I've already destroyed. And the whole <laughs> rim of it is is red from, mm-hmm. and that's what I do. I put on my color shirt and I do my color. Mm-hmm. But that's genius to put a trash bag on and then you pull it up over your head. That's genius, Tish. I'm taking that. Y'all should start selling those on the side, like next to the bottles of, of color. Oh, we should. And they, I know. Take the, the tall kitchen bags or whatever, you know, the garbage bags, the hefty ones or something, and cut the arms out and add on a dollar. I'm telling you that I would buy a box. Uh, let's talk a little bit about vegan, cruelty-free, independent alternative, um, because that's one of the coolest things about Manic Panic is that staying vegan, staying cruelty-free, staying independent and alternative to the mainstream has always been really important to both of you and the brand. Can you tell us a little bit about why and how? Um, because this podcast, we're all about cruelty-free, beauty, and as you know, a lot of brands don't care about that. So why was that important? And after 40 years, still is. We it's, love animals. It's how we are. It's yeah. how we live our lives. It's what we believe and. And our brand is so us. It's such an extension of us. It's not just a brand. It's our life. It's our passion. And it has to be what we truly believe. And that's what we truly believe, being cruelty-free and vegan and alternative. And and um, it's our, our brand. It's not someone else's you know we're not just like a face that somebody pays to be the face of a company we are the company it's us and when Snooky and I were little kids we decided that we would um, make a lot of money and save all the animals in the world love that <laughs> that was our goal yeah oh <laughs> And we would like, you know, we would cry if an animal died or, you know, I mean, we still do, of course. But, um, I mean, we were like so passionate about animals and we loved animals so much that it it was just 
our goal to make sure animals are safe. And, um, I, I, you know, we just hate the idea of anybody abusing animals in any way. So yeah, uh, that was... We were obsessed when we were kids. We even made up our own cat language that we thought only we and cats could <laughs> understand. <laughs> A little Dr. Doolittle action. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So we give 15% of our profits to animal charities and cancer charities, all kinds of charities. And back in the day, I mean, in the 70s, you know, veganism, I can't even imagine that was even around. Was it around in New York in your friend circle amongst everybody? Or was that kind of a weird word? I, I've i heard before that Paul and Linda McCartney kind of helped mainstream people even know what vegetarianism was. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they really did. They helped so much. I mean, and uh, Linda McCartney with her her brand mm-hmm. so incredibly good when I used to go to um, I'd go to the supermarkets in England before I would leave the country and I'd stuff my suitcase with, <laughs> with Linda McCartney food <laughs> yeah because she had a line of uh, like veggie burgers and things yeah I don't think it was was it ever sold in America I don't think I don't so and yeah I I was dying to ask I, I met Paul McCartney on an airplane and I was like so freaked out that, you know, he was Paul McCartney. And the, but the only question I wanted to ask him was, why can't you bring the sausages here? <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassed to ask him. Oh, I would have so- wept if I saw Paul McCartney on an airplane. <laughs> the first time I saw him perform, I cried because it felt like I always say he's my dad, but he's, not, you know. He's not my dad, but I feel I hold him to the highest regard you can of a person. And that to me is like a father. So he's like a dad in that way to me. Yeah. Um, he, so yeah. sweet. And he um, helped me, you know, lift my luggage up into the oh. overhead. Oh, my God. What a gentleman. I mean, and, you know, Ringo's vegetarian as well. So oh, I didn't know. That's true. Yeah, I, I just heard his. I just saw him play a few months ago here. I'm a huge Beatles fan, so I'm all about this conversation. But that's really cool. So back in the day, you know, like I said, you talk about your product being vegan and cruelty free. Did did anybody give y'all any guff about that, or just because you know nowadays, if you tell people you're vegan or vegetarian, they always have something to say about it. So did you run into any issues with that amongst customers or your friend group, or just did anybody have any opinions on that? I don't think anybody, um, anybody, anybody who was vegetarian or vegan or loved animals was so happy that our products were, you Mm -hmm. know, cruelty free um, and, you know, vegan. But uh, the people who didn't care just probably didn't even notice. Yeah. I think, you know, I've never got anybody saying we had people who worked for us, like our our friend Steve Mock was uh, an example of somebody who would sit there every day at lunchtime and like argue with us about like, you know, why don't you eat meat? Cause we don't want to, we hate killing animals. And, and anyway, he would argue with us day and night and then became like, so uh, like obsessed with it that, you know, he, 
<laughs> it was he was amazing. He really like just changed like overnight. Yeah, he and, became vegetarian. He started rescuing animals. He followed our example, Aww. and I was so happy that we were able to set a good example for him. And we. Turned him around. Steve, I love you. <laughs> but see what I mean? I think because he was so vocal was because internally he was feeling a little guilt. I think right. so. And so, because that's always my thing is the loudest people are the ones who really know that that's it ain't right. right. Exactly. That's so exactly. shout out yeah. to all the Steves out there. <laughs> yeah. And what it, thinks thou dost protest Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, yeah. And what about being an independent brand? Has I'm assuming over the years y'all have been approached to sell the brand and you haven't. Is there a reason, again, why y'all have decided to to be an independent brand all this time? Because that's what we are. Yeah, yeah. we're independent. We're independent you know. women. And it would really be hard to let go and let somebody else control our baby that we've grown and nurtured for almost 42 years. You know, yeah, we're, we're I, I, kind of control freaks. Yeah. And also, we, you know, it would it, people have um you know, they change things. Mm-hmm. They might I mean, can you imagine if oh, we yeah. sold our business and then they like started putting like pig fat in our dye or something? <laughs> it would be horrible. I know we would be horrified. But you, yeah, but you've so. definitely had offers. Yeah, we've yeah. had offers. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool because I'm sh- a lot of people. That's not the case. Oh, I know. So I know. that's even that speaks even higher to the integrity of the brand, and I think that's really cool. I also love kind of the alternative to the mainstream vibe, and yeah. and this kind of goes along with the rock and roll lifestyle. Um, I have a quote that that says, "We don't just sell it; we live it." And what exactly does that mean for some of us squares? What does the rock and roll lifestyle mean? Well, it means that we're senior citizens and <laughs> and we still have colored hair. Love it. Yeah. And we don't give a fuck that anyone Oh, can I say that? Yes, Sorry. we encourage it. <laughs> we don't give a fuck that anybody knows how old we are and um, you know, because that's another thing that people are so um you know, against, like, they're so ageist, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. especially for women, you're not allowed to be old, and we don't care. And, you know, we are who we are. And fuck anyone who can't take a joke. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I hear all of that very hard. Um, That's a great segue again. Y'all are naturals here. I'm uh, I'm (laughs) setting them up and you're hitting them out of the park. I wanted to ask y'all about exactly what you're talking about and sort of the the beauty standards and how they've evolved over the course of your work in this field. 
because um, I read this awesome article that y'all wrote for Allure in t- 2017, and it's called Proud to be Badass Boomers Who Are uh-huh. Aging Disgracefully. <laughs> and you sort of just touched on that. But, but what does it mean to age disgracefully to y'all? Because I think that's such a cool, fun term. It's just not fitting into the molds that they've given us. Mm-hmm. And we won't. We won't. We won't fit in. And we encourage other people. Um, people are always coming up to me, older women and some older men, and saying, oh, my God, you know what? I'm going to do that to my hair. I'm going to, you know, I, it's time I had some fun. <laughs> and we're like, yes. Yeah, I'm so happy that, you know, we were role models to, you know, young people when we were young. And now we're role models for older people now that we're older. And it's really cool. It's really cool. I think cool. the younger people like the idea of, you know, punk, mo- punk rock grandma. You know, they might yeah. not want a punk rock mother, but they like the punk rock grandma because we're harmless. <laughs> we're not telling them what to do. <laughs> Yeah, there's some there were some quotes about like how y'all hate things that say anti-aging. The anti-aging oh, yeah. trend. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, because Everybody's it's natural. Aging. It's like it's like anti-breathing, right? It's like yeah. hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. And yeah. and 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 again this article, I don't want to keep like quoting this article, but you did get into a little bit about like how beauty standards have gotten extremely crazy. Um, especially for women nowadays. And and I'm sure it's because y'all started a brand 40 years ago, you've watched this happen over time. Um, And how has the beauty standards changed? Oh, my God. It's just... Yeah, like the Photoshopping and extreme, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. You have no idea till you see somebody in person what they really look like. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their hand on the, you know, the buttons to change everything. A new app that makes you beautiful and skinny and whatever. And it's so crazy. And people take that into life, too. And I mean, I just couldn't believe my ears when I heard young people talking about getting Botox because they have one tiny little wrinkle somewhere. And I'm thinking... That's nuts. That's really nuts. Like you're not even older yet and you're already starting and people just so unhappy with who they are. And, um, you know, the standards that some of these companies set on beauty is ridiculous. We like to, you know, give a lot of people, um, uh, you know, publicity on what, you know, what they look like. They don't all have to be models. It's, you know, it's life. People don't look like that. I mean, a couple do, but not many. And for us to all think that we have to look like that is crazy. Oh, it is crazy. I think that's a beautiful message. I have another quote from y'all on here. It says, happiness is the ultimate beauty treatment. And I think that kind of goes along with what we're talking about now. Can you kind of delve into that a little bit? Because I think that's a really, I always say money is the best lotion, but uh, (laughs) this also is a great alternative. Happiness is the ultimate beauty treatment. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's true. When you're happy, it like radiates out of you and, and people 
can see it, and it it's, makes you beautiful. Yeah, even the most beautiful person, when they've got that grimacing look on their face, they don't look so hot. They really don't. And somebody maybe less attractive is smiling and laughing, and you just, you know. You're drawn to them. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you love the way they look. And um, I think laughing is like the best therapy ever. I mean, not only does it make you happy and, you know, it's fun and everything, but it's great for your stomach muscles, too. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. It's a yeah. good workout to listen to Nash Butte. <laughs> Get your jollies, you know. Yeah. I'm telling you, if a company could bottle happiness and sell it as a serum, mm-hmm. we would all have my we would all be rolling in cash. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh. If you wouldn't mind, Snooky, um, I know you're a breast cancer survivor. And I was wondering if you had touched on it earlier, but uh, the philanthropic mission of Manic Panic, you kind of got into it a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind going into that a little with us, with the company and um, and your experience. Sure. Well, one of our dreams ever since we were kids was to try to save the world mm-hmm. any way we could. And um, our mother died of cancer and then... I got breast cancer, and um, we we give a lot of our um, profits to Cancerland, an organization in New York, and the Breast Cancer Research Fund in New York. And um, it's it's so important to give back. And as a breast cancer survivor, I so appreciate when you know. People donate and fundraise because it's it's everywhere. It's Truly. just unbelievable. It is, and maybe um, you can talk a little bit about Cancerland, Snooky, and the fact that most of the research money isn't going in that direction. Like our friend Champagne Joy tried to bring it to the, the attention of the world. Maybe you can take that, Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, we met her at the Breast Cancer Research Foundation's um, fundraiser, and she was an amazing woman who who um, had terminal breast cancer, but she fought till the end of her life to raise awareness for breast cancer and give help to other women with breast cancer. She was amazing. And the research dollars go to um, um, early stages and preventative, but never, not much goes to um, uh, the research for people who are terminal. It just <laughs> yeah, it's just awful that they it just stops. give up on you. If you're, you know, past a certain stage. Which is so wrong. It is. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't I didn't know about it. that, so that's really nobody cool. Knows this. Yeah. So if you look up Cancerland, uh, you know, if everybody looks up Cancerland, they can uh, you know, become more aware. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. Everybody check out Cancerland. It will be on Nashby.com for this episode guide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about hair colors. Okay. 
Because different colors change how you feel, how you carry yourself, your attitude. And I can only imagine the broad spectrum of colors that both of you have rocked. So, you know, how do you decide your color? How often do you change your color right now in your current, you know, state of life? Um, and, and, and how are some of the different emotions that you can think of that you correlate with certain colors that you've had? Well, that's a great question. Um, I was always bright reds and mm-hmm. oranges and fiery colors. But um, after I had chemo and radiation and all my hair fell out, and after it grew back, I just didn't feel like being all fiery and have that heat anymore. I wanted something cooling and healing, so I went violet. And then it turned out that violet is the ultimate healing color. So I thought, oh, I instinctively picked the right color for my healing, and I've kept that color ever since. I love that. That's so cool. What about you, Tish? What are you rocking right now since you're in New York? I can't see you. I'm pink. Yes. uh, Light purple here and there. But I'm kind of over it. I want to do something different. Um, And I'm not sure what the next step is going to be. But I will tell you that different colors made me feel very different when I um, when I did uh, orange. I felt really bratty, like I Mm -hmm. could be more bratty and just I don't know. It was funny when I looked in the mirror, I was like a different person. (laughs) When I did blonde, I knew I could get away with more. Mm -hmm. When I did dark colors, like purples and really you know dark pine greens i felt more sultry and it's it it just changes your mood i love doing Mm -hmm. like seafoam green mixed with pink i might go back to that i'm not really sure yet you know pastels make you feel different than the dark colors and it it's so much fun to change i used to do striped hair and um striped uh what was it uh horizontal stripes and y'all, and y'all do your own color? A lot of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Once in a Most while, we'll the... go to a salon. Yeah, it's usually always... we'll do our hair in the office or something in the middle of meetings, <laughs> in between meetings. And then we'll sit in the meeting with a shower cap on top of our heads. Love it. How does it feel now in 2019? And I guess this even goes back a few years. Everybody has colored hair now. It's become acceptable. There are attorneys, doctors, uh, you know, people of note with purple, pink, pastel, all colors now. But I bet when y'all were younger, people probably treated y'all like garbage walking into places thinking, oh, who are these people with these crazy colors of hair? But now it's it's a thing. And y'all started that. How does that feel? Well, it's good that the world has finally caught on. It's bad that the big guys and all the um, competitors have dug into our um, your niche. Yeah, yeah. Now that we made it safe for them and made a market, now they're like glomming onto it, right? To kill us and trying to kill us. I swear to God, they are trying to get rid of us. But they can't. That's right. I always say I'm like a cockroach in the apocalypse. You can't kill me. That's what we say. 
We're not going anywhere. That's right. Yeah, that is because I always think about that. Did y'all mm-hmm. ever have that happen? Did you ever walk into bars or clubs or, or just and, and have people make comments or say you're not welcome here? Because I can only imagine that back in the 70s, even in the 80s and beyond, it was pretty wild to see a chick walking down the street with purple hair. Oh, oh yeah. No, we oh. were tortured. Yeah. We were absolutely tortured, ridiculed. I had uh, this guy, when I was walking down Fifth Avenue after visiting a friend in the hospital, a guy pulls over in his Rolls Royce and rolls down the window and says, you know, you look absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. He had to, like, say it twice to hurt me twice as much for no reason. What an asshole. I mean, again, this goes back to the Steve thing. Like, you reminded him of something inside. Oh, my God. You know, that he hasn't dealt with for something. Because how dare he? Absolutely. And you know he's got green hair now. You know what I mean? So at least you have that satisfaction. He probably doesn't have green hair. He probably has a company that sells green hair. Exactly. You're right. He probably has no hair. Right. Right. It's so funny. Tish got punk bashed. There was a thing back in the 70s called punk bashing where these kids from the suburbs would come into town and beat up punks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I, I was um, leaving the opening night at the Mud Club and um, trying to hail a cab with my friends. And all of a sudden, this car pulls over and all these guys get out and start like a big fight. And um, it was like a, a street fight, just like West Side Story or something. Only there were there were no knives, luckily. But um, they all started kicking this one guy in the face who was a friend of mine and I was standing yelling at them and trying to pull them off. And one of the other ones came up behind me, tapped me on the shoulder. And when I turned around, he sucker punched me. And I went down like, you know, like a boxer in the ring and woke up to the sirens wailing. And, um, you know, I was taken away in in an ambulance. So um, I just had a big, my face was big. I had to wear something like a big boa around my face so that no one would see it the next few nights. I bet you two bras have seen some crazy shit. (laughs) (laughs) We have. What's one of the most punk rock things you've ever seen? Maybe it was a concert. Maybe it was a party. Just give us one cool, crazy story that legally you're allowed to share. Hmm. Oh, that's that's not easy. <laughs> the names are protected too. Right. Protect the guilty. Yep. Um, well, I mean, I I mean, it was always there was always something going on. There were always people in the bathrooms at CBGB and those places. You know, you'd see more than one set of foot feet in the stalls mm-hmm. of the ladies' room. And you knew what was going on there. It was either it was either sex or drugs, and then the rock and roll was upstairs, or maybe both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Isn't CBGB's like a Starbucks now or something? It's oh, a, it's a John John Barbados. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. But you remember it back before that? Oh yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, it was like our second home. 
I just found a picture that I didn't even realize that I had of one of the toilets, the, the famous oh, toilets yeah. at CBGB. It's so it's disgusting. Like, yeah. But I'm so glad I got that picture. Very smart. <laughs> Very smart. Do you all still have some of your clothes from back in the day? We have all of oh, our clothes yes. from back in the day. Oh, I we love never that. throw anything out. I love that. that. We had to lend a lot of our clothes to the Museum of Sex. They have a um, punk lust exhibit. It'll be on for a year. And um, we're a big part of it, even though they didn't mention it in the last article. I was pissed about that. But they have uh, uh, our sick fuck outfits in there. What's that? (laughs) Oh, our band was the sick fucks. Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) Punk band. Did (laughs) y'all sing or did y'all play uh, instruments too? No, we we would just sing. Uh, Up until... I think the last sick fuck gig was about, I don't know, less than a year ago. Sometimes oh, wow. We ask. Yeah. Sometimes we, if we're too lazy, we say, nah. That's, you know. that's pretty cool, especially, yeah. I mean, when you call up clubs and things to get gigs, you have to be like, yeah, we're the sick fucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be a little intense for certain people, the name, you know, but nowadays it's nothing. I know. But back I, then, I, I bet y'all got some real eyebrows raised. Oh, oh we, we did. did. And, and Hilly Crystal, the owner of CBGBs, used to always say to us, why don't you girls change the name to the sick folks? <laughs> <laughs> and we said, I don't know. Nah. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. What were y'all sick fuck outfits? It was like ripped up nuns drag. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. With stockings and garters and stiletto heels. That's so cool. Because the, the nuns habits were our mother's idea. <laughs> oh, mom you is dress awesome. up like nuns? Oh, she was. Yeah, and we she also did, um, the first gig, I was um, like a rock and roll nurse, like with stockings and garters and, you know, chopped up way high. And Snooki was a, a demented Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. That was our first gig outfits. I think Roberta Bailey has some pictures of that. And uh, then we did plastic bags once. We didn't have anything to wear, so we wore plastic bags. And then they did that in a movie. They had everybody in the plastic bags, but they got the idea from us. Yeah, because that's what it's all about is DIY. Mm-hmm. If you if you rolled into the CBGB in a damn bought jacket, you know, because you have to work on it yourself, add add accoutrement and, and make it kind of DIY, or it didn't count, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like England where everybody looked so um, fancy. We were more down and dirty punk. Yeah, just totally DIY. So cool. And same with Hair Color Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, yeah. So we all know Manic Panic is the coolest, 
I'm sure amongst your long careers in this business, you've probably run across some other cool brands or other folks out there kind of doing similar things, disrupting the industry. Do you have any other favorite brands? I'm talking makeup, skincare, clothing, anything else that you want to maybe shout out and let us all be aware of that maybe has a cool story or is family owned or is vegan or anybody that you've come across in your line of work that you just want to maybe tell us about or or brands that y'all like that you use a lot um, in terms of skincare. I know you both are big sunscreen advocates, as am I. Anything like that. Yeah. Well, we, we do like Norma Kamali. Mm-hmm. She used to buy hair color in our store. And Yeah, she's yeah. a great designer. And um, Betsy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Betsy Johnson, of course, who always... I mean, I don't know if she does anymore, but she used to use our hair color in her fashion shows. And, you know, she was a pioneer, too, with, uh, you know, fashion and, um, you know, just interesting. I'm trying to think of who else. I always tell people Bessie Johnson's my mom. Because my name's Jackie Johnson. <laughs> and Paul McCartney's your dad. Exactly. Hollywood power couple. Yeah. I'm an heiress. <laughs> Can you imagine if that were, if those were my parents? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be sitting here with y'all. No offense. <laughs> Who knows where I'd be? Passed out somewhere. <laughs> let me see. Uh, let me see. What else do we like, Snooky? Who else do we like, um... I, I I know y'all still do y'all still do some trade shows and things. Have you run across any oh, cool yeah. brands or cool uh, other entrepreneurs that are cool or or maybe people you met back in the day that are still around? I think Bessie Johnson's a great example. She's she's in Malibu. You can, yeah. we can go see her right now. <laughs> Apparently, she's always there doing cartwheels. Really, oh, oh good cool. for her. Yeah. Well, we're wow. doing a trade show right now down cool. in Long Beach at the convention center, the ISSE. Hmm. But um, there's no one there that I like. I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair. There's fair. so many who have knocked us off. Right. I have nothing nice to say about them. Yeah, I hear that. Rare. Uh, I mean, I like Tracy Martin products. They're kind of they're oh yeah, nice. yeah. And um, what else? Ah, I like Prosecco. Yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, Tracy Martin's <laughs> products and their facials are amazing. Love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's one here, but in New York, there's a great Tracy Martin salon. Very cool. Do y'all yeah. live close to each other? Not, Not that, that close. close. <laughs> <laughs> they keep moving all over the place. I live downtown. I was just in New York in August, and man, it's different from here. New oh, York yeah. is wild. That's all I got to say, because I moved straight to L.A., from Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, I never did the New York thing. A lot of comics do, and mm-hmm. but they always end up out here. Uh, but I just went straight here, and New York is a beast. Oh, it's it, it's it a is. hard place. It to sure live. is, it's and really I can't intense. even imagine you know forty plus your whole life, right? Born and raised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'm telling you. Shout out to all the people in New York schlepping oh. their way through the city every day, hustling because it is definitely a hustler town. And it, it is sure cold. Is. Yeah. It is freaking cold here. Like, I think it's going down to, like, one degree either, either tonight or tomorrow, something like that. And it's just, it's crazy. It gets so cold, and then it gets really hot. But um, but it's still, like, there's something wonderful about it. it For it's sure. Not as, it's not 
the creative, um, amazing place it used to be. I'm sure there there's still pockets here and there, but um, you know, it, it's 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 a different world now, and the world is on your phone. It's not um, as much in your face like it was in our day when you know you wanted something to do. You were at CBGB or Max's or the 82 club or some cool venue to meet people and, you know, see them face to face and see like, I don't know. It's, it's like weird. Like people live on their phones now and I'm guilty too. Sometimes, you know, I'm living on my phone, but uh, it, it is a strange concept to me when, you know, I'm like a, I guess sometimes like, I guess I, I am a people person and I like to see people in person. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Next time you're in L.A., you got to pop in here, babe. Sounds good. Excellent. Sounds good. Uh, okay, a couple last questions for y'all. Um, because, again, this show's all about beauty and, and makeup and having fun, expressing yourself. And I can only imagine the trends that you've lived through and seen come and go in regards to the makeup, the hair. What are some of your favorite trends that you rocked in either the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, whenever, that you wish would come back in 2019? Because there have been some makeup looks in those eras that are definitely gone. Do you glam. have anything that comes to mind? The I glam? Glam. Mm-hmm. 70s oh, glam. glam. So cool. The heavy eye makeup and glitter. Yeah. Love the glitter. But not yeah. craft glitter. No. Right. No. <laughs> we sell cosmetic grade glitter. Love that. Very yeah. cool. And I think um, I think what was a lot of fun, too, was like big hair, which I guess, you know, it's, it's kind of coming back with... Uh, you know, the drag queens have done a lot for this industry, you know, bringing big hair back and wigs. That's one thing we've always loved. We've always loved wigs and dyeing wigs with Manic Panic. It's so much fun. And, you know, having extreme wigs that, you know, you couldn't really maintain your own hair that easily, but you can have a wig and make it like, you know, your own and make it extreme and big and colorful and patterned. And, you know, like some of our, our dyes, our newer ones are pro line. Like you can do such intricate work that, you know, we've had um, some of our stylists doing, you know, Frida Kahlo on hair or, or uh, Van Gogh's Starry Night or um, – a plaid, you know, done plaid hair. Oh, I would love a plaid bob. Polka dots. <laughs> With jeans and a tee. What a look. Oh, so cute. <laughs> that would look great on you. I might have to try that. Go yeah. visit my mom, Betsy, in Malibu and show mm-hmm. off my new plaid bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That, again, y'all are just, we're playing tennis over here. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the Manic Panic product line. Um some of the newer things, because again, we all know about the hair color. We, you mentioned the glitter. Tell us a little bit more about the product line and where can everybody buy it? 
Uh, I think uh, one of our newer products is the hairspray. Just like you can use it to touch up your roots. <gasps> oh, I need that. These grays are coming for me, and I'm not oh, ready, yeah. honey. I'm not ready. I'll be honest. <laughs> or you can, you know, just wear them to make your hair more colorful. Mm -hmm. You know, stencil, do anything you want. So those are fun, and our dry shampoo is fun, and we've got all sorts of new grays. And uh, I think... You know, we're we're coming out with um, some products pretty soon. Uh, we have a wet line coming out, like shampoo Ooh. and stuff like that. So we're all yeah. excited. And uh, a lot of our products are available at Ulta and Riley Rose, Sally Beauty, Hot Topic, all the great to places. When I was in high school, I I went to a very conservative high school in suburbial Dallas in the late 90s and I went to man or I went to hot topic I bought the fuchsia manic panic and I put streaks in my hair and at this point my hair was like a really light reddish blonde like a strawberry blonde and I went to school and I thought I looked so cool my first period teacher took me to the principal and said Wash this out. You can't have this. And I got in trouble and, oh had, to, and had to go home and wash it out. Can you believe that? I can't believe oh, that's that. that's so mean. But I felt so cute. You I know? know? You looked so cute. But guess what I did? As soon as school was over, I went home and I did even more. <laughs> I did even more. And I went to the football game that night with him. And I was like, that's right. You can't police my hair here. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm. Yeah. My, my son had me do his hair bright, like uh, fire engine red for his graduation out of middle school. Oh, that's so awesome. He got up to get his diploma and got a round of applause. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> so great. I'm telling you, like I said, now half the teachers probably have purple hair, you oh, know? Oh, no. I know. And who do they have to thank for that? Tish and Snooky, baby. <laughs> You're that's welcome. Who. That's right. <laughs> I've had the best time getting to know you both. Thank you so much for this oh, thank chat. Thank you. The last thing I want to ask you guys is your life motto slash mantra. Because I know I've read some fun ones in some of the interviews you've done. So just give us a couple sentences each, wrapping up your life motto. Live fast and dye your hair. Yes, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. And um, I think, oh God, what's the other one? I, I'm going blank. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. I was thinking that. <laughs> I need that put on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's like every day of my life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think everybody has to live their, their lives as themselves. Fuck anyone else. Fuck anybody who tells you to be something else. And variety is wonderful, and we should all look different. And when you come to New York, you have to come visit us. Oh, done. Done. <laughs> and can we maybe color my hair in the sink? Sure. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, thank you both so much. You're welcome. Tish and Snooky, thank you for being here. This was a very cool day in my life. Uh, so thank you both. And everybody listening, don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. And if you really want to keep your fringe fresh, spice it up with some color, baby.
Yes. 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 <laughs> we always talk about creaming neck. We just, I like to, I know we're about, we don't like, you know, the anti-aging stuff, but I do like to keep this, I cream, I cream up oh, every you, night. You have to. I, I, you oh, know yeah. what, there's yeah. a difference between like, um, you know, maintaining. Yes. And, you know, cutting up. Exactly. Uh, we like to maintain, Hanny. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show.